right, all right. It's good to see everybody here this morning. As you come back from halftime, we just want to uh, recognize our 2019 graduates. How many people have graduated from something in their life? Some of you have graduated from the School of Hard Knocks. How many have seen that? All right. Well, we have uh, our youth ministry is going to head that up in just a few seconds. So again, listen to the wonderful accomplishments of some of the people in our church. Who remembers when they graduated? It's a good time. It's an exciting time. So first of all, we have Christian Hamilton. Come on up, buddy. He just... He just graduated high school from Timber Creek, and we, are, we couldn't be more excited for Christian. We're super proud of him. He's a great guy. Number two, Dominic Vaccaro's not here today, but let's give him a hand. Got to be one of the best looking guys around here, huh? He also graduated um, from Timber Creek High School. We're super excited for him. Now for our uh, college graduates, we've got Xavier Parker with an associate's degree from Tarrant County Community College. We're proud of him. Um, I, myself, graduated just a few weeks ago from, from Southwestern Assembly of God University with my bachelor's. And then um, also, she is not here with us today. She's in Brazil with her family is a Mavi Volley. She graduated from UNT. And we're very excited for Mavi. Um, as we move forward, um, we're going to go ahead and um, pray over our graduates, and Luke is going to lead us in prayer. Today. God, today, as we honor these graduates, that we all see their hard work, that we see all, all the struggles they went through. God, the perseverance that it took to accomplish the goals that were set out before them. God, they were faithful in every area to achieve the goal that you had for them. God, with this new stage of their life, as new doors are open, God, and they find amazing amounts of free time. I pray that you guide and direct them in their lives. If you right now would stretch your arm out to these graduates. God, we pray over their lives going forward as they each look towards their families and creating them, Lord, with you in the center of it. As they look forward into their finding their careers, God, and putting you at the center of their wealth, God, in every area. God, in their, in their health, Lord, that they put you forefront every day that they claim that their, their bodies and their lives are whole, God, their finances are whole, Lord, that they're debt-free as they move forward into their next stage of life. God, that they're men of integrity that stand strong as pillars of your church. God, we look towards all these things and we thank you that you're doing them right now that you're working in their lives right now, Lord, that their lives will be changed and they will impact your church. And everyone said, Amen.
All right. All right, all right, all right. Did you see how tall those guys are? That was up here. Wow. Mm. This morning, I, I'm going to begin just a two-week uh, short series talking about time and our time and our time. Our life is our time and our time is our life. You know, a lot of times when we ask somebody uh, the biggest question, you know, during the day that is kind of the shallow question, hey, what time is it? You know, we, we have a lot of ways of measuring time uh, as far as devices. We have watches, uh, we have cell phones, and we have clocks on the wall. Uh, but usually, if you think about it, you can, you know, you know how time flies. Anybody beside me think what happened to the time? You know, I, I'm only 29, and uh, a little, a little older than that. But, but you know, the the longer and the older that we're alive, it seems like is it just me? But it seems like I just had a birthday last week. Christmas was the day after that, you know, and we're just going around. It, hallelujah, there it is. That the thought is that the more years that we have in our life. The, the pie, the pieces become smaller, therefore shorter. And, and a lot of times when we ask the question, what time is it? Really, there's a better question, and, and I'll, I'll tell you the question, and it'll, yeah, yeah. The better question is, what are you doing with your time? And when you say, what are you doing with your time? Really, it's a way of saying, what are you doing with your life? And, and we get into this factor of being a believer in, in what we're doing with our time, sometimes we think, you know, that's not spiritual. But let me tell you, every time that we deal with our life, it is spiritual, especially with the stewardship of what we do with our time. The Bible says it this way, and if you're taking notes, write down Psalms 90 verse 12, and this is Moses. I mean, this guy um, knew what he was talking about. He uh, really helped by the anointing of the Holy Spirit to write, to, uh, write the first books of the Bible, first five, the Pentateuch. And in chapter 90 of verse 12, he, he, in that whole chapter, he writes a, a prayer. And in that verse, verse number 12, he says this, Teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You know, Solomon said, if wisdom costs you everything that you have, get wisdom. And we all love to be around people that have wisdom. There, there's something about somebody that's around us that, duh, 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 you know, and you go, come on. And it, it's amazing how many duh, 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 duh's there are on the road at five o'clock. Anybody know what I'm talking about? There's something about having wisdom that propels us in more areas than just, just maybe with what we think people can see. That there's areas of our lives. So the question, the right question that we need to really put on our mirror in the morning when we wake up and splash water on our face and we look at our face, and we, wow, time flies. The right question to ask ourselves is what am I doing with my time? Now, now this morning, if, if we realize, as we even talked about this morning in Christian education, Romans chapter 12, it says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. There's a pattern that happens. There's a system that happens. And, and I, I wish I could just remember everything that I, I have heard or learned about 
priorities and focus on our life. But when it comes to this, our, our world, especially in America, the marketing world will try to get us distracted on that product or that thing so that we see that as value. But we all know that when we look back, just because we used a certain kind of shaving cream didn't make us more handsome. Distractions in our life. This is a value. No, we don't conform to the pattern of this world. But we have a transformed mind that the Word of God is what we base our life on that we might know God's good, perfect, and pleasing will. We get to the point in life that we don't think that we're the point. You remember when you're 15 and 16 and you kind of roll out of bed and you think, everything's about this guy. And the older you get, you realize that our life, as this passage in Psalm says, is just a vapor. It's like the grass that comes up in the morning and is dead by evening. That, you know, it's here today and gone tomorrow. Our life is just like a vapor. Boof. Gone. So then we begin to realize that there's a bigger purpose and, and God is the purpose. And He has a plan. And, and the older we get, the more mature we should be, especially if we're in the Word of God, that, that comes to the understanding that He has a purpose and a plan for us. And, and fitting in that purpose gives us fulfillment. So let me give you three quick things about time. In these three things, you'll be like, duh. I know. But you know, what I found out is common sense isn't common practice. And everybody might know these things, but again, it's that mentioning. It is that um, reticular activating system that when you hear it, you begin to look for it in your life. And all the other noise that is going on in the culture that we live in, starts to fade away and we begin to become what the Word of God says is best for our lives. The, the first thing is this. There is, it, it's a big sentence, but it's a very simple understanding. So let me put it this way. There is a cumulative value to investing small amounts of time in certain activities over a long period of time. Let me say it again. There is cumulative value to investing small amounts of time in certain activities over a long period of time. What does that mean? Let's start with a thing that all of us, let's not talk about that. We're going to start with that. How about exercise and eating right? Oh, pastor, what are you doing? You're killing me. Did you not know I brought her with me, my wife with me today? There is cumulative value in exercising and eating right in, in those small investments are every time that you do those little things. Exercising, they tell us 30 minutes a day. Now they're saying three times a week. <laughs> three times a week. It's almost like they say, please. But they don't. They just say, this is the fact. Have you ever been kind of having something go on in your body as an illness and you Google it? What is, don't do that, by the way. Because you're one step away from, you know, a fatal disease and you go, I didn't even know I had, you know, disease. But if you ever look at something that is of a, a sickness, usually the first thing that helps prevent or prevent that is what? Eating right and exercise. 
in doing those little bitty things over a course of a long period of time, there's huge value. It's the same thing in our life with education. It doesn't take long to recall. We had graduation today and celebration of those people that have been in school before. You realize that the teacher, depending on your teacher in high school or college, will give you a, a, a synopsis or a, a kind of an overview of what's going to happen. And what happens is they, they'll say, you know, this is the first day of the semester. Here's what's going to happen. And everybody's going, I got all semester. And it's a 10-page paper, let's say. And you go, 10-page? I can knock that out one page a day for 10 days and I'm done. But what happens? We don't realize that there's cumulative value in just spending a little bit of time every day on that paper and studying a little bit every day to the day that you're done. There's cumulative value. What do we do? We wait and we wait and we wait and we wait until the stress is high. And then we go, oh, I wish I would have done it earlier. I had a college friend, and he was he was funny. I mean, I love him because he's so funny. But being funny, sometimes he put the to-do list down on the, you know, his social is up here, baby. And I remember in the college dorm that I lived in, it was one long hall with rooms on every side, kind of like a, 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 a motel. And, and what happened is all of us 40 guys shared one bathroom. Yeah, everybody, ooh, you know, I, I go back to the school now and they've got a plush, you know, they've got, not for me, baby. They were, they were uh, preparing us for the hard time. Some missionaries went to Africa or to Indonesia or something and it was rough and they go, I went to Southwestern, I can handle this, you know, because the dorms were so rough. But this college mate, didn't have any place of privacy because he had a roommate that was sleeping. And the day of the paper, he stayed up all night in the bathroom typing. That's right, I'm old enough to have a typewriter. And he was typing, and, and I would go to the restroom in the middle. Are you still up? I've got to get the paper done. got to get the paper done. What was ironic is he stayed up all night until about 6 in the morning. The class started at 8, and he almost slept in and missed handing in the paper. There's cumulative value if he would have realized that you could have done a little bit over the time. It's the same thing with our relationships. It's in our children. It's in our family. It's in our spouses. There's cumulative value to investing small amounts of time. There's some parents that will work hard, 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 harder, and then take a two-week vacation and go, well, we put a lot of time in it. No. The same way with finances. A lot of people understand the principle saving a little bit over a long period of time ends up with a good reward. It's amazing. And then let me tell you, you probably have heard this before, but if you at 20 years of age just save $100 a month for 40 years, 1200 a year, 40 years, you'll get somewhere around... $50,000. Now, the people that go, with well, 50000 in that much money. Well, then the $100 wasn't that much money, and you could do it. But here's the people that go, yeah, I can do that. There's something about cumulative value when just investing just a little bit over a long period of time develops into a lot of money. But here's the question. Why do we ignore something that seems to be common sense? Why is it that we suffer with our finances or our health and as believers, as, as the salt of the earth, so to speak, or the light of the world, why is it that sometimes we get to the place where we 
fall into the pattern of the world. That we don't believe that. And, and here's what I, I think that has happened. And this is just experience. And I, I've learned this and I've been taught this myself. It, and I've been taught here at the church through different Christian education teachings and with books that I've read. See if you agree. Why is it that we ignore that small investments over a long period of time yields great results? The, the, what I think is that there's no immediate benefit for one installment of the time. There, there's no immediate benefit. Now let me explain this. When we talk about exercise, you haven't exercised and you know, might have a little belly on you, you know, and you decide I'm going to exercise. There, there's no immediate benefit if I went on a on a Sunday night and worked out for five hours, you know, lifting iron and you know doing the squats and the hey hey, you know, and I run them. Huh? I get dressed on Monday morning and everybody in the office goes, "Oh man, what are you doing?" Nobody could even see that I did one time. There's no immediate benefit for that one installment. So, so there's something about feeling like that one installment has no value. See, anyone can start even though starting is hard. It's the consistency over time that's what we're talking about. Also, another thing is there's no immediate consequence if you skip one of the installments. Can I get an amen to that? Have you ever been on a diet and they call a certain day a cheat day? Where you can eat pretty much anything you want? The reason why is because we believe that there's no consequence for missing one installment. So on our illustration of saving $100 a month for 40 years, you think, you know what, I'm saving so much money, it's not going to be that big a deal if I don't put $100 in the bank account this June. I'd rather do something else with it. There's something that we buy into. We ignore the principle thinking that the small amount is of no value. It, when it comes to actually living out our spiritual life and, and to realize that every day seems to be a new day with new challenges and this is how I fight my bad. I love that song. You know, you're just going to, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know I was in it, but yes, I did know I was in it. You, you ask yourself all these questions, but you realize that in your spiritual walk, it's the one installment every time you make it has value because the next day has its own challenges. So, so the thought is that, you know, coming to church, there's a lot of people that will miss just a couple weeks and then they won't come for months. And they go, I don't know what happened. And then there's some that'll come and they'll say, you know, because I don't, I, I can miss one Sunday because I'm tired. You can fill in the blank and I don't want to be negative. But, but that's true. There is no consequence for that one miss. And there's something about somebody that say there's no really one benefit, there's no benefit for coming that one service. It's like our small groups, you know, they've always talked about small groups. I came one Sunday. I don't know what they're talking about. It's nothing special. It's not the one time. It's the consistency of allowing the Word of God to be planted in your heart. It, it's reading the Word of God. It's in time and prayer. And, and you're in church, so you don't hear this anywhere else. But it's very valuable to be in the Word of God so that you understand when God's speaking to you, what is the Word of God? It'll always line up with the Bible. 
It's a personal choice that we make every one time that we do that. Every installment that we do that is adding up to value to realize that we're a self-feeder and we're not just saying, well, man, I tell you what, I'm feeling not so spiritual. I don't know what Pastor John's preaching down there at the church. Because I, I just don't feel it. But when you make those installments, when you say just today, I'm going to spend time in the Word of God and tomorrow I'm going to spend time in the Word of God. That sometimes we don't get the initial benefit of anything. So we say, well, what was it worth to spend time in God's Word? Let me, let me tell you this. Uh, the second point is this. Just the first point is there is cumulative value investing small amounts of time over a long period of time. But number two is this. Neglect is cumulative as well. This is something that, that kind of plagues us because we all know that small deposits, we feel like there, there's no... <laughs> return but but to all of us understand that if we do not do the small deposits there's a point of no return there's a point of consequences we all know that if we do not eat right or we do not exercise there's a time in our life that we're going to have to pay for it And those are the times that we go, you know what, I, I wish I could go back. And, and we don't realize until that point that it's going to be a sacrifice. Either the small amounts or the consequence, it's going to be a payment. And somehow in our culture that we get into, in the soup that we're marinated in, so to speak, we begin to think that there's no consequence. And not making the installments. And nobody likes the doctor that says, You should have been exercising more. I had a doctor, and I, he was about 150 years old. I mean, he was old as dirt. And he was a little bit what we call snarky. You know what I mean? He had no thing to hide, he didn't care what you thought. One of my friends said, hey, it says on my report that I only have so much of my liver. He goes, yeah, you're dying. <laughs> what? Could you say it a little softer than that? Well, you're getting older. Well, what he said, <laughs> he said to me is he says, and I've shared this before, nothing new, but he, he just said, you better quit eating that many carbohydrates. Hey, you would think that that's not that big a deal. And I said, Doc, how many people actually do what you say? He says, less than 20%. Think about it. Nobody has to be disciplined in the art of neglect. Neglect, same thing as procrastination. You don't hear people using neglect as a good thing. You know, me and my wife were having problems and we were fighting all the time, so we just agreed to neglect each other for six months. We came back together and everything was great. Do you? You don't hear that. that that's not possible. And if anybody believes in the form of evolution over creation, let me just say this. If, if we were evolving, wouldn't procrastination and neglect be weaned out of the human gene pool? Because it has no value. 
But if you believe, as I do, in creation, you can understand the fall of man, how neglect came into the world in procrastination of saying, it's okay, don't focus on those stuff. It's going to be, there's no penalty, there's no payment. Neglect is cumulative as well. And, and let me say this, and we all know it, but a lot of times it, it's hard to stomach, but that we all have a time in our life where we'd like to go back and recapture time that was spent on something that we now know was foolish. And, and we would like to go back, and if we could, we would change things and we'd say, you know what, I'd spend more time on that than really I thought was valuable. I, I now know it is valuable. Neglect is cumulative as well. Now let me give you the third point. And, and this, is, this is something that is always tick, 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 tick on my mind. And this is how I want to say it. There is no accumulation or cumulative value to the random things we choose over the things of value. Let me say it again. There is no cumulative value to the random things we choose over the things of value. Have you ever experienced the need for sleep in your life? Have you ever woke up in the morning and you're going, Ow, why did I stay up until 11 o'clock watching that episode of Leave it to Beaver? that I thought was such a great idea the night before. Or whatever you did the night before that you thought was, hey, I can, you're buzzing, man. you got all night. I can get up until the alarm goes off and you go, what was I thinking? Maybe I was the only one that has done that before in my life because I didn't see anybody go, yeah. You know, the, the random things that we choose. Instead of spending time at the dinner table that we're working, just because we're on our 10th hour at work. They've even told us now, they're studying more and more, which seems common sense. You shouldn't even have to know that. But after a certain amount of time, your efficiency goes down to the value that you're really not being very productive, even doing those things that you think are such random things. You know, tonight I've got to fix my sock drawer. I've got to change the tape out of my photo album because i just got to get to it. I've got to go to Walmart one more time. Did you know cats like to not drink water in the middle of water? I saw it on the internet. You go, the, the, the information of the random things that we invest our time in and watching Facebook and saying, you know, oh, I just can't believe that she likes pork chops. <laughs> it's the random things that we choose to do instead of the valuable things in our life. It's, it's the time that we say, you know, how did I get to this place in my life? Where am I? Why am I here? Now, then we know, as, as we know, that the Word of God changes our thinking. When our, changes, our thinking changes, it changes our emotions. Then it changes our choices so that we're making right choices. Our habits, our character, our destiny. When we get to the destiny and, we, and we've not allowed the Word of God to change our thinking, we've, we've replaced the things of value with just random things 
When we get to that place where we go, why am I here? Why? I don't even like where I'm at. Concerning the valuable things. Our finances, our marriages, our relationships, our, our health, our family. At that point, there's regret that comes into our life and we say, you know what, I wish I would have spent more time on those areas instead of all the random things that I did. Let me say it again. There is no cumulative value to the random things we choose over the things of value. You, you can see this as an example and, and, and the older people that it, it live in our culture that now are paying a big cost for the lack of attention to exercise and eating right. And everybody says, I, I planned on exercising more. I'll tell you the truth, if I could go back in my life, I would exercise more. I would have ate right. In our marriages, the amount of time that a couple could go on a, 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 a date night or spend time as a creating a system of spending time in the morning together, even if it's 15 minutes drinking your coffee and sharing before you have to leave. It's a, it's a whole other system of thinking when you say that is as valuable to me and pushes me to get up a little bit early. That's more valuable to me than sleeping a little bit longer. And then it's more valuable to get to bed earlier so that I can get up earlier and then spend time with my family, my, my most valuable partner in my life than it is to doing those other things. You know, sometimes it takes money to spend time with your spouse. But it's valuable because the long term of neglect ends up in an unhappy relationship. And as a pastor, I, I've talked to people that have been married three and four times and, and now they're an older generation, they're an older man. And at one time I had three gentlemen sitting together and they go, you know, really, I could have stayed with my first wife. Because the problems I have with my third wife, I had with my second wife. It's the small amount of investment that's valuable. It's not the random things that we choose to replace those. Do, do you realize that if you, again, on my illustration of $100 a month for 40 years comes out to around only 50,000, but if you put it in a compounding interest, I said compounding interest, I said compound, not just in your savings account or not in your pillow or your mattress, but it would come out to over 200,000. I don't know about you, but that, that's a lot of money and just small little investments. But if you would go back and say, you know, I, I, I noticed in January of 2019, you don't have $100 invested in, what, what did you do with that $100? More than not, we'd say, I don't even remember what I did with that. Because we chose to do the random thing instead of the thing of value that we set a goal that we said, God, help me in this to be able to develop into this way. Now, let me ask you the question before we wrap it up. If you were God, and just to clear it up, you're not, but if you were God, the creator of the universe, What would you tell your creation if you knew this truth about just small investments over time 
yields big results. You love your creation and you love your sons and daughters. What would you say if you were God? Turn to Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15. Here's what it says. Be very careful then how you live. In other words, how you spend your time. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Let's just talk about that. He's saying plan ahead, be proactive. You could even say think with the end in mind. Well, what is it that you value? Why I value to grow old with my wife and have a romantic relationship. You know what I mean? There's a newlywed couple on the front row and they go, yeah! Yeah! And see, if you've been married more than about five years in what you, the honeymoon stage, what we probably would say is, changes are coming, you know, we all, because uh, that don't happen, you're not going to be like, why can't it be that way? It's because of what we're talking about now. Could you imagine coming in and your wife go, come here. There's some guys going, no, I can't. <laughs> God says, plan ahead. Do you want to go there? Then there's going to be small increments. It's going to be discipline. And here's it again. Making the most of every opportunity. You could say it this way. The Greek word is redeem the time. Which is a Greek word that actually says, what will you trade? What will you cash in? And what I've found out about people more than anything is that they do not want to trade what they have for something else until they think it's better. And they won't let go of this to get this. But they have to. But they've got to be convinced that this is more of value. And our culture is saying the little random things have really no value. You got a hundred bucks? Well, then, then, then come to our restaurant and put it all in our... You can throw a hundred bucks at a, just a couple nights out. And some of you are saying a couple nights. I do that one every night. I go it. It's the little random thing that our culture is saying. It's no value to have something when you're older. That as a believer, that the Bible says that we are a blessed person that can bless their children and their children's children. I'm sorry, God. I, Daddy had to go out to eat. There's, there's no value. Be careful then. How you spend your time, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Be very careful how we live. You know, and there's something about hearing that when you're young, it sounds like a cautious old codger, not an adventurous person, not a risk taker, not someone that's creative, not wild thing, you know. Born to be wild. I can't live. I gotta live with him. Have you ever seen a wild thing that's now in his fifties? <laughs> just, just listen to it. He's preaching the sermon. Woo! I wish I could go back and not live my life like I did. 
I messed up. I, I did things that I shouldn't have did. Unless they got pride and they're going, I, I like all this pain and aching and cirrhosis of the liver. And You can have the wild thing. And Yeah, let's go on. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.16, making the most of every opportunity. Sometimes I've told us that poor, P-O-O-R, is passing over opportunities repeatedly. Making the most of every opportunity to understand that the days are evil. He's saying that if you stay in the stream of culture, you won't redeem the time. Around your 30s and 40s, you'll begin to regret because you are distracted in the culture that you live in. But if you buy into the fact that God has made us stewards and has blessed us and given us with what we have, and that is time as a gift, then we put value on what we do with it. This is a very practical sermon that I want to ask you this week just to ask yourself, what am I doing with my time? Because see, a lot of people can get motivated in a certain circumstance, maybe a certain speaker, or they can see a, a, a model or a witness or a testimony and go, I can do that. Have you ever seen somebody that's fit and they got that washboard stomach? Some of us have more laundry to do than others. You know what I mean? But we look at that as, and we go, I want to do that. I can do that. But anything of value, learning a new language or playing the piano, you know, you see Peyton up here and she's studying piano and she's playing piano. I could do that. But the fact of it is, I don't want to pay the price to go to and practice, practice a small investment. So if you knew the fact that God loves us so much that He said what He did and what we read in the Word of God. It's all of our choice. Either we are acting on it or we choose not to. So I want to ask you to begin acting, to begin to look at your life and go, you know what? There's some things that I need to put aside. That, that might mean that you put your cell phone in the refrigerator when you come home so you don't hear it ring or it doesn't all the push notifications. Did you know the Rangers are losing by three points in the eighth inning? Who cares? Did you know the Keller Haslett marketing group has a, a metal dog for sale? Did anybody get those post? post yeah, I do. And I'm looking, I'm going, what am I doing looking at that stuff? Wait just a minute, Gwen. I can't talk to you right now. I got to see what they say on Facebook. All those little random things. How many people will begin to look at that in their life? Begin to pray, God, make them, make me aware of the main things, the priorities, the things of value. Let's pray. Father, you are a good God. God, you have a plan for us. And Father, when we realize how much that God, that you value us and love us, that God, that you have given us direction in your word, 
And Father, today we make the choice that we want to do your word. We would like a better life. And Father, we choose you. Father, help us to have our eyes opened. And Father, be able to be disciplined, to be consistent in the things of value. In your name we pray. Amen.